Salutations. Welcome to A Journey of Hope. My name is Ruthie, and it is an honor to be leading this podcast with mine truly, Papa God. If you're returning and joining us again for another adventure, welcome back. If it's your first time joining us and you haven't listened to the other journeys, that's okay. Welcome. I don't believe it's by chance you have stumbled here. The Lord has guided you here for a purpose, and I hope you stick around to see it fulfilled. For our new guests, just a little background information. August of last year, I had an epiphany that I wasn't loving God with my entire being. That epiphany led me to a 40-day journey to seek out what it meant to love God wholeheartedly. Through that journey, it opened my eyes to see things that I struggled with in myself. Well, that journey then escalated other journeys, like our last journey of speaking the truth in all things, as well as this journey, a journey of hope. We can all agree that we have witnessed a lot of changes happening within the world, some good and some not so great. The world looks to be getting dimmer, harsher, and grim. Sometimes we may feel helpless or not sure we can face another tragedy, another story from the news, or another person we know being sick or dying. Some of us has lost our jobs, our home, or even the will to take another step in any direction. This is all understandable. I have been through more things in my life than I know what to do with. Each year that I thought for sure it would get better, it only felt like it was getting worse. I did what any logical person would do in my situation. I asked God, where was he? Where was he in my time of need? Why did it feel like I was in the valley of the shadow of death? Why did it feel like I just wanted to curl up and die? Maybe you who's listening may have also experienced the same feelings or you're experiencing them now. The truth is, God is always here, even in our darkest moments. He is by our side. It may not feel like it, but can we truly trust our emotions in those times? We need to trust the facts, the word of God, the Bible. He says he will never leave us nor forsake us and that nothing can separate us from his love. In fact, it's the reason why he sent Jesus, so that he would not only redeem us from our sins, but come to bring us hope. This journey is going to be a little different than the others because we'll be doing it interactively together. Every week, we will journey through the life of Gideon. The story of Gideon is only about three chapters long. We will only read about 12 verses and then take the time to meditate on what we've read. I encourage you to follow along in your own Bible version. If not, that's fine. We're happy you'll be listening in. The version that we'll be using is the NIV, the NLT, and every now and then, the voice. We will be pairing the passages we read with the SOAP method, but most importantly, we will be following the leading of the Holy Spirit. The SOAP method stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. I'm going to add one more letter. I'm adding the letter E for encouragement. You see what I did there? Now, instead of SOAP, it's SOAP E. (laughs) 
On the first day, we will look at the passage and pay attention to the scripture that the Holy Spirit highlights to us. What the Spirit highlights to me, or and you, may be different, and that's okay. The Lord speaks to us where we are in life. Then, the next day, we will come back and observe what we have read. The day after, we'll take some time to apply what we have read and put it into action. We will say a prayer and then live out what we read for two days. Then, I will come back and share any experiences of my own, if I have any. And then, I will share words of encouragement to give you hope. After each acronym, I may ask you a question to reflect on and then pause for a moment so you can take the time to reflect. You can always pause the podcast if you need more time. Let me give you an example. Let's say we read John 3, 1 to 16. I would then ask you, what verse or verses did the Holy Spirit highlight to you? I will pause to allow time for reflection like this. If you're not sure by what I mean by highlight, consider what verse or verses jump out at you or resonate with you, as in it grabs or commands your attention. That is the verse or verses that the Lord wants you to focus on for the week. Then, the next day, we'll come back, read the passage again, and then observe the passage, and so on and so on. Should you decide to join us, you will need a writing utensil and something to write on. Or, if you have a digital device you wish to type in, that's fine too. The way I'm understanding this is to take it slow and digest what we're reading. What that means is that you would need to listen to this one day at a time. Now, should that not be the case and you decide to listen to this in its entirety... That's fine. I want to give you the heads up that it's going to be repetitive. The purpose of this is not to get caught up in the acronym, but to get caught up in reading the Bible for yourself and seeking out what the Lord is saying to you. I am simply the vessel that is being used for this time in this moment. One more thing before we move on. I want to clarify some things as to not cause confusion. You may hear me say the name Ru. Ru is the name of my Holy Spirit. I don't like to keep saying Holy Spirit all the time when I'm referring to my spirit, so I call him by his name. However, if I'm referring to your Holy Spirit, I will say your Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit. Second, I tend to call God, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of the Bible. I call him Papa God because I consider him to be my papa. In that same note, I sometimes call Jesus the Lord or Yeshua or Yah, but again, I'm letting you know so I don't lose you on the names that I use. Now that we've got all that squared away, I believe we're ready to begin. Again, welcome to a journey of hope. I pray this journey will be a blessing onto you and open your eyes to the way God is working in you, around you, through you, and for you, because He loves you.
Welcome to day one of the first week. Today, we're going to be reading the story of Gideon. You'll need to go to Judges chapter 6. We'll be reading verse 1 through 12. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped out on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock in their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Median so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Median, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Opera that belonged to Josh the Abrazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. After reading this passage, what verse or verses jump out at you? What is the Holy Spirit highlighting to you? The verse that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to me is verse 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Today, we're going to meditate on the verse that the Holy Spirit has highlighted to us. Day 2 of the first week. Today we're going to read Judges chapter 6, 1 through 12, but this time we're going to read it in the NLT version. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Median, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far as the Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. These enemies' hordes, coming with their livestock and tents, were as thick as locusts. 
they arrived on droves of camels too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare, so Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the clan of Abazur. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. What observations is the Holy Spirit sharing with you? This is my observation. The Israelites once again has gotten themselves into a predicament, but they weren't so far gone that they forgot whose they belonged to. They remembered God and they cried out to him. And God sent an unnamed prophet to remind the Israelites all the things that he had done in their lives and the instructions that he had given them. And yet they didn't listen. God had his eye on one man and sent an angel to speak with him. The angel greets him by calling him mighty warrior, not by his name. I like that. There's something powerful there that the Lord saw his capability. He saw him for more than what he was. He saw him more than just a person. He saw his potential that Gideon probably didn't see. Not just a warrior, but a mighty warrior. The King James Version says, Mighty man of valor. When I looked up the word valor, it means great courage in the face of danger. How fitting, being that Gideon was hiding in the wine press, threshing wheat. That is courageous especially in a time where the Midianites were suppressing his people and taking their resources. Wow, that's my observation. Day three of the first week. We are going to be doing the application portion from our observation and then making bite-sized goals to put them into action. Now, when I think about the things that I've done that's put me in troubles that I don't want to be in, honestly, I've been too ashamed to cry out to God. Instead, I have a mentality of, well, I got myself into this, so I need to figure out how to get myself out. But sometimes in trying to get myself out, 
I only create more of a mess. What I have reaped from this passage is three things. First, I will be obedient the first time. And if I'm ever tempted to get myself into something I think I can handle on my own, I will include God first. Second, if I have failed to obey and have gotten myself into trouble, I will cry out to God. God will come to my rescue, but I will still probably have to pay the consequences. Third, when I think I have failed God or disappointed him, or even felt unworthy to be used by him or called on for anything, I am reminded that he sees me truly for what I really am, a mighty warrior. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask for forgiveness when we have been disobedient and have made a mess of things. We thank you for being a God of mercy, that despite our shortcomings, you still rescue us from our sins. Remind us to put you first in all that we do. Remind us of whose we are when we feel unworthy or ugly or hopeless. You call us mighty warriors, men and women of valor. Thank you for speaking such beautiful, truthful words over us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now that we've got the application, we have to live this out. So, we ask that you take two days to apply this to your life. Day 5 of the first week. Yesterday, I woke up from a headache, and the first thing that I did was get on my knees and prayed for God to heal me of my headache. In fact, it wasn't just any ordinary headache. I knew for sure it was from the enemy. It was a migraine. I have not had a migraine for over 10 years. I used to have them consistently. So I knew this was very strange that I was just now having a migraine. Throughout the day, I prayed. I laid in bed for a while. I had my husband pray over me. I had my children pray over me. I called my friend to pray and nothing. I drank some tea. I drank water. Nothing. I was very tempted to want to stay in bed, but I don't know what came over me? I declared that I would not be a victim. I was not going to allow this migraine to have me staying in bed and doing nothing. So I whipped the covers off of myself, put on my happy face, and made it through the day. By the end of the night, my headache started to dim down. By tomorrow morning, my headache was gone. Even though it's something so small as a headache, I put God first. I put him first and gave the headache to him. And I felt like the man with leprosy when I said, God, I know you are a great healer. If you are willing, you can heal me from this headache. And that's how I have put what I've learned into practice. 
Day 6 of the first week. The words of encouragement. You know, I find it so amazing the way the Lord does what he does. It always leaves me in awe. Every week, I get a newsletter that comes into my mailbox, into my email inbox, called Whispers. And they are written by Brian Simmons and Gretchen Rodriguez. Come to me first. Beloved, when trials darken your path and trauma threatens to swallow you, reach for me. Reach for me in the rush of emotion and exasperation, for I am the peace that surpasses all understanding. I am all and fill all. I am the answer you need. I am the healing. I am the wisdom. I am the safety. I am the breakthrough. I will lift your head and bring you hope. Come to me and I will steady you. I alone am your savior. No one else has the power to save you from the utter confusion that tries to plague you. Though I give you others to glean from and people who demonstrate my love, I want you to come to me first. I want you to depend on me more than any other to believe that I truly am enough. Though I often speak through vessels of clay, I also speak to you from the place of stillness, the place of my presence. Don't reach to others first. Don't broadcast your need to the world before you have sought my wisdom. Come to me first. Isn't that beautiful? I hope that this word has encouraged you and giving you hope. Go to the Lord first with any and everything. He cares for you so much from the littlest thing to the biggest thing. There is nothing that you care about that the Lord does not care for. And that is your word of encouragement for this week.